Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode. I'm so excited to be joined with a very special guest. Um, why don't you all welcome the creator of the Purpose Project podcast, Emily Gigliotti. Hi, Emily. Hey, what's up? How are you? Good. How are you doing today? I've I'm noticed good. that you finished grad school for the semester. Yes, I'm done my first year of grad school, which is absolutely insane. I remember people telling me the first year flies by and I didn't believe them. And here we are. <laughs> I just passed in my last final and I'm in summer mode. Yeah, it must feel nice. Can't relate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely feels nice, but also I do love my grad program. So I wish I was still there, but gives me more time to focus on things like this. So. So why don't you go ahead and just give us a little synopsis about who you are, a little bit about your podcast, um, all that kind of stuff. Sell yourself, yeah. girl. I, I, here we go. Elevator pitch. Yeah. <laughs> so like Kelsey said, my name is Emily Gigliotti, and I am the host of the Purpose Project podcast. I am a 22, almost 23-year-old. I live in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, studying to get my master's degree in sport business, concentration in recreation and event management. I work in the event management scene pre-quarantine, um, but I on my podcast, which I've been focusing a lot of time on recently, my podcast is all about growing and learning from one another. So I have a lot of fun guests on, including Kelsey. She's going to be in one of my podcast episodes and solo episodes too, just talking about different topics that people are wanting to hear about learning and personal growth and kind of just growing together. Um, but yeah, that's a little synopsis about who I am, what I'm doing currently. Yeah, so this episode will go up first before her episode, but be sure to tune in on Friday after this episode goes up. That's when ours will be live on The Purpose Project. So I'll make sure to link all that below, and we'll talk about where people can find you at the end. But why don't we just say how we met really quickly? Because we're actually like pretty good friends. You know, we've, we're, we're not just strangers. Yeah, yeah. Kelsey and I have gotten really close over what feels like a long time, but it's actually only been like a three week span now, which is crazy. But someone created um, a group chat on with podcasters in it. It's like 20 or so other podcasters that are in the same place as we are just growing our podcast, starting off in like the little baby scene, growing up to be those big podcasters. But we, I mean, I followed Kelsey's podcast when I first launched my podcast and I always looked up to her episodes and how she outlined them and the effort that she put into them. And I just remember having um, been invited to that group and I immediately DM'd Kelsey and was like, hey girl, do you want me to add you to this? And you were like, yeah. So we were able to do that and we've done a few Zoom happy hours and we're <laughs> actually doing one next week too, which is really fun. Just really cool to kind of meet other people from all over mm -hmm. the country because I mean, I'm from the East Coast, you're from Texas, there's people on there from California. It's really cool and it's been really nice to kind of work with people that have like minds so yeah. I feel like Kelsey and I really think the same and we were both like hard workers mm -hmm. we're passionate about what we're doing and we connect on a lot of things so it's nice hearing that someone else is going through what I'm going through with the podcast yeah yeah I definitely think that podcast community has been just so beyond helpful in terms of just asking questions you know mm -hmm. people going through different struggles whether it be technical issues or you know asking about marketing and all that stuff it's really been great because all of us are pretty small podcasters and we're all trying to grow together so um 
thankful that you added me into yeah. that group. It's been been an incredible journey thus far. I can't wait to be best friends with everyone. Um, but this week's episode, I wanted to say, is very applicable to last week's episode because last week I talked a lot about kind of not knowing what's going on in my life and just dealing with stress and feeling discouraged. And this one is kind of about dealing with the fear of the future and being more present. So I feel like it segues really nicely, um, whether you're afraid of, you know, impending graduation, uh, dealing with the stress of the whole pandemic situation, whether you just deal with anxiety on a daily basis. I definitely think today's episode has a lot of a lot of avenues that it could be applicable. Yeah. If you guys haven't listened to that last episode that Kelsey published, it was great. And it was just a quick rant. And I remember (laughs) chatting with you like offline after that. And you said that you just like let everything out and you just let yourself feel everything. And that's one thing I love about your podcast too, is that you're just so genuine. You let people know that you're not perfect. Like you're not like 110% productive all the time. And like, we're human. And like, that's what a lot of times you see on social media, you see people just putting all the good stuff out, all the stuff that they're doing, how productive they're being. But especially during this time, there's a lot of fear surrounding the future and just like how things are going to like end up. So this is a great episode segueing from last week's episode from your podcast. And I'm really excited to dive in. Well, that's so sweet. What the heck? I didn't know I was going to be like <laughs> hyped up in my episode, but of course I am like a hype <laughs> That's man. like are my job. Kidding? I'm supposed to hype you up. You're the guest. But I think Emily is a great guest for this episode because she's kind of dealing with the whole uncertainty of this year. You're kind of figuring out what your living situation is going to be. And um, you had an internship that kind of fell through due to coronavirus. So why don't you go ahead and say just some stuff that's going on that making you feel a little uneasy? Yeah, yeah. I mean, first and foremost, the thing that everyone's feeling that you felt was just going online for school. It was really hard. I mean, I know it's for undergrads and even high schoolers, same exact thing, but I feel like for grad school, my program is all about discussions and being with one another and discussing the topics that's going on in the world. It's really hard to do that via Zoom and like online classes. So I felt like it took away some of the experience for me as I feel like everyone did. So that was a really big struggle. And then it goes into the fear of it happening again in the fall. And I know a lot of people are thinking about this. And I mean, freshmen going into college, like that's such a scary time. Like thinking about your first semester in college is going to be online. That's really scary. And then also, like Kelsey just said, I have an internship lined up that I received back in December of 2019. In Texas? In Texas, yeah. We could have like met up. I know. That was hype. I know, but so I was going to be working for a minor league baseball team. Um, Nothing has technically been canceled as of yet, but with the whole minor league and major league baseball not being... um, being able to play yet and being postponed, it's really up in the air and I would have to move my life across the country for a few months. So that's kind of just a waiting game at this point to see what's going to happen. So that's kind of sad as well, since I was looking forward to moving to Texas for a few months, experiencing Texas and working Mm -hmm. for um, a minor league baseball team and kind of pushing myself in my career. Um, but, and then the living situation, it just keeps going the list. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you like to hear her rant about this, you would love to hear my episode from last week. Cause no, it's seriously. basically the exact same thing. Basically. Yeah. And then the living situation is I have a studio apartment in Philadelphia 
And I never purchased Wi-Fi for my apartment because I'm never home. So it was a smart move by me because when I go home, it's my time to unplug. I don't need it. So when this all happened, I was like, I can't work from home because I don't have Wi-Fi. <laughs> so I decided to move in with my mom. So I'm very thankful that she was able to um, open her doors to me and kind of just be so gracious and letting me move in. And it takes a bill off my plate too. So my lease for that apartment ends May, May 30th. And I'm going to have to move all my stuff out because at this point, there's no point for me to move into an apartment, a brand new apartment where I'm to pay rent when I don't don't really have an income coming in in the summer. So, and then it's going to be the struggle of finding an apartment when everything lifts and I have to move back to Philly. And it's just like, there's so much (laughs) stress that I haven't even like felt yet that I'm already feeling and I'm stressing myself out about, but that's what this podcast is all about today, right? (laughs) Dealing with the future stresses and I'm stressing myself out <laughs> talking this fast. But um, yeah, that's just a little bit about what's going on with me. Yeah. So this episode, I kind of just want it to be a conversation. We're going to, you know, I'll ask some questions. We'll kind of bounce off each other and just talk about how we personally deal with feeling afraid of what's going to happen. Um, and I think that's kind of something that's on all of our minds right now. Um, so whether or not, you know, this is something that you deal with on a daily basis or something that's just popped up because of the pandemic, um, I definitely think it could be helpful for anyone. So I kind of just wanted to start off with a big question, you know, um, what is your biggest fear when it comes to the future? Oh, I think it's very broad, but I think my biggest fear is not becoming the person that I've been dreaming to become. And that is with career. Giving me chills, girl. Yeah, I know. It's so deep. It's like really broad, (laughs) but like that's in general. It's with my career, my education, with my relationships, either if it's um, like a serious relationship or friendships any of it. I just, I have this fear that I'm not going to be able to fulfill what, not even what I want myself to be, but also the expectations of other people is kind of scary too. So it's a very broad fear, but it's... Yeah, I definitely, I definitely relate to that. I think my biggest fear is working really hard for something and doing everything that I feel like is in my power to do and just not getting where I want to go. So that kind of really relates to you. Someone on my Instagram story today, I did a QA and a and asked people to ask me questions. And one of the questions that was asked is what is your biggest fear? And I definitely think like more than being afraid of, you know, getting kidnapped in the middle of the night, (laughs) I'm afraid of, you know, all the hard work that I've done being for nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm afraid of feeling that I'm a failure. Um, I think that's something that's definitely like very ingrained in me as I, in order to feel good about myself, I have to feel like I'm a success. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's, that's obviously difficult when you compare yourself to people all the time. But um, I definitely think that that's what I struggle with the most. And I think especially with the pandemic thing going on, it, it kind of is a huge waiting game about like, what can we do? What can't we do? And, you know, you feel like you had all these plans for your life and they've all mm-hmm. suddenly gotten put on hold. So, yeah, I think just navigating that is difficult. I feel like you're the same person as me. I love <laughs> to plan. I love knowing what's going to happen, like what's going to happen, like what I'm going to be doing in six months from now. I love planning things. (laughs) Me too. And the fact that the coronavirus is causing a pause in planning is really scary. And that's something that's kind of feeding the fear that um, comes with it. 
Yeah, I definitely think that all of us are kind of feeling a little anxiety right now about, you know, what's going to happen and it makes it very difficult to enjoy the good things in life. Mm, and yep. I I think we'll kind of get into this in a little bit about how we work on overcoming that fear and just being present. But I think a lot of it just has to do with um, not worrying so much about it, which is easier said than done. But um, I kind of want to get into what sparks your anxiety about the future or like what's something that causes you to feel, you know, like you're not becoming the person that you want to be? Oh, that's a really good question. And I mean, there are so many things that spark it, but I think one of the major things is just like watching other people get to where I want to be and not that's exactly what I'm Yeah, just like say. literally seeing other people push further than me and I'm like I I'm doing the same things but like what like uh it's just so frustrating and you want to get there mm-hmm. but you have to be patient with time but you're also thinking so much about the future it's just a whole thing but yeah. Yeah, I definitely think we're both the kind of person that wants to know it all and wants to know it all Mm -hmm. now and wants to have it all figured out. And I think that just kind of screws us over sometimes because, you know, you can't know it all and you don't always know what's going to happen. And yeah, Mm -hmm. just, just seeing other people on social media, for example, is kind of one thing that I struggle with is seeing other people on social media and seeing how successful they are, especially if they're my age. And Mm -hmm. just seeing, oh my gosh, this girl is 20 years old and has millions of followers on Instagram and makes probably a million dollars a year. (laughs) And, you know, I'm out here just in college trying to get this podcast together, trying to make a dollar or two. And um, I definitely think that's what sparks my fear of the future is that I'll never have that moment where I can get to what they're doing or to where I want to go. And, you know, you're it's even worse when you're just endlessly searching for that moment um, because, again, you never know when it's going to come. So, No, seriously. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot. And it's kind of that idea of kind of wanting to see yourself succeed immediately. Like you put in all these hours of effort and you then you just sit back and you're like, where where's the success like where's the it's kind of that thought about instant gratification like I want to know that everything's going well now but you can't and that's very scary like like you said you're not going to get you're afraid that you're not going to get that moment to kind of be like this is who I am I'm going to succeed but you're afraid that something or someone that you can't control is going to get in your way and that's another thing like being able to control the uncontrollables is something that you can't do. I feel so. like this is a very type A problem. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I feel like this is something that everyone can relate to right now. If it's big or small, it has to do with college. It has to do with your career. It has to do with your relationships. Mm-hmm. Like COVID and especially during quarantine, it's scary. And it's something that we just need to remind ourselves that we're not going through it alone. We're all dealing with it. Yeah. Yeah. In some way, shape or form. Yeah, I definitely think that that's, that's part of the recipe, I feel like, to overcoming these fears. But before we get into that, I want to ask, like, what is a moment for you or, you know, just a situation that's happened to you that you felt like your fear held you back from, you know, living your life or getting, you know, where you wanted to go? For example, I'll say, like, my fear of starting this podcast, you know, um, 
really held me back from, you know, getting to where I'm at now. I'm sure I could have probably had the amount of followers or the amount of listeners months and months ago if I would have just stopped being a big baby and just did it. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't know if you have a moment like that in your life or just something where you kind of self-sabotage yourself. Yeah, I mean, I... I think I used to do this a lot where I would down talk myself in the past Mm -hmm. where I would have this idea and it might have been crazy. It might have not, but I had this idea and I wanted to implement it. But I, my younger self, when I was like a freshman, I always would tell myself, no, no one's going to listen to you. No one likes that. Like that's not going to succeed. You know how much effort it's going to take for that to succeed? Like I would talk down to myself in that way. So I feel like sometimes I hold myself back because I'm afraid of failing in general. I'm afraid of taking chances. And just like you said with the podcast, that was a great example too, because I felt the same way starting my podcast. I never felt like it was the right time. I never felt like I could do it. And I've held myself back a lot in the past. I'm not sure if you ever felt the same way. Yeah, no, I definitely feel like it wasn't until this past year where I really felt confident in who I was and where I was going and I stopped caring what other people thought about me. Mm. And that just alleviated so much fear of the future because um, then you're not worried about, you know, people's future perceptions of you or people, you know, not wanting to be friends with you anymore, thinking you're dumb or, you know, all these things that you create in your mind of possible scenarios that probably aren't going to happen. You know, you're just, you end up just self-sabotaging yourself and not getting to where you want to go. And I think, I think a lot of that can Mm -hmm. be remedied by just like focusing on what you can control and what, what you can do in the moment and, you know, not, not creating all those worst case scenarios for yourself. Cause I think that's a huge one. Yeah. You can definitely make problems seem a lot worse if you hype them up to be that in your mind. So that's definitely something that I've had to learn over the years. So what most of this episode I want it to be about is just us kind of talking about how we deal with these fears, because I feel like I mean, I feel like it's not productive for us to just sit here and say, like, what are all our fears, but instead figure out what we can do about it and what our listeners can do about it, because I think that's where, you know, you get the most growth and the most um, value out of this conversation. Um, So I kind of just want to hear, like, what's something that you do on a daily basis, like even a little thing that you do that um, kind of helps you, you know, stop yourself and be like, okay, maybe I don't know what's going to happen, but I can enjoy, you know, the moment right now. And I don't need to be worried about the next thing all the time. Yeah, absolutely. So one thing that I've tried to focus on a lot lately is my self-talk. So when you're talking down to yourself, just like I was making the example in the past, talking down to yourself and saying things like, oh, I can't do this. I can't do that. When you feel the negative things coming into your mind, you need to stop them in your tracks and talk positively to yourself. So I've taken time to like really focus on my thoughts, especially during this time when we're alone and all we have time to do (laughs) is think. I've taken the time to kind of, if I start talking to myself, like say about the podcast, like an episode I'm going to make, oh, I don't think anyone's going to like that. It's not good enough. Literally stopping owning those thoughts and letting myself think them and then rerouting them and saying, you can do this. People are going to enjoy your content. It's going to be great. So kind of switching that mindset and trying to not talk to myself in such a negative way, because when I talk to myself in a negative way, like we were just saying, 
I get so overwhelmed. And then I start thinking about worse and worse and worse things, which ends up leading to the bigger pictures of being afraid. And then eventually I end up failing regardless because I'm talking to myself so negatively. Yeah. And you just kind of spiral into this ball of anxiety that Mm -hmm. really like cripples you. I feel like when I made that episode last week, I was kind of going through that where I was thinking, oh my gosh, I have so much to do. I have so much to study. I'm going to fail this final. My podcast isn't growing. I'm not going to get to the goals that I have set out for me by the end of the month. You know, all these negative things. And it was really just like taking a toll on me in more than just like me being upset. Like that, it gets to the point where like you're physically hurting or like you know you get headaches or you can't sleep at night because you're just like spiraling all these thoughts in your brain and I think one thing for me that really helps is just focusing on the positive things even if you can't you know get rid of the thoughts that are negative focus on what you feel that you're grateful for or something positive so Mm -hmm. like um even if you think oh my gosh this podcast episode is a fail I hated it you could think oh my gosh well I did my makeup really cute today you know switch your thoughts over to something that you feel positive about even if you can't you know get to the point where you feel like you can be positive about the thing that you're negative about wow that was really I hope that made sense. <laughs> no, 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 it 110% made sense. One thing that I've heard a lot of people do, which personally I used to do and don't do anymore, but I need to start doing is creating gratitude lists. Like you said, finding little things that you're thankful for. So if you find yourself in a stressful situation where you're starting to spiral and you're starting to get overwhelmed, literally take out a pen and paper or go to your notepad and your phone and write down 10 things that you're thankful for in that moment. It could be the sun, it could be just your dog, which we're all thankful for our dogs. <laughs> Me. <laughs> but it could be anything. But literally physically putting them down and looking at them in a list format, you realize in that moment that your problems that you're freaking out about aren't as big as you think they are. Yeah, I think we we make our problems a lot bigger than they are because we forget to be grateful for the things that are so huge or we take mm-hmm. we take them for granted. Like I feel like especially during this time when we're all stuck at home, you you might have in the past taken for granted, you know, the house that you live in or, you know, the fact that you can afford to pay for groceries and all those things that you think, oh, well, that's just kind of my life. Like, it's not that big of a deal. But but now you're like, wow, there are some there are homeless people out there or there are people who, you know, they have to stay home, but their home is less than ideal. So I think. I think that's another great thing just to recognize like your privilege or just like the things that are going right in your life um, and just focusing your energy and your thoughts on that. Even if you're struggling to eliminate the negative ones, the more you try to think about the positive things, the the faster those negative ones will kind of slip away. Yeah. And I think another thing that I try to focus on to try to not be so afraid of the future and be in the present is I make routines for myself. And I know a lot of people pride themselves off their either morning routines or night routines. And you see them all over like YouTube and everywhere. People just posting about them because it's so important to have that normalcy, especially during this time. So for me, my morning routines are my favorite because I take time to wake up every morning, have a cup of coffee, listen to some music, read whatever I'm feeling that day. It allows me to kind of be in the moment and not so much worry about what's about to come or what's not about to come. So I find myself if during those times I really focus on just being with myself that I don't stress so much the rest of the day. 
Yeah, I definitely relate to that because I feel like during quarantine, I haven't been as good about established routines. And I definitely think it's, you know, hurt my motivation or just like made me get stuck in these negative ruts that I can't get out of because I'm not being strict with my routines. Like for example, before before the whole wildness that is our life right now, I was very rigid with my routine. I did the exact same thing every morning. I woke up at the same time every day. I was productive. I, you know, I was very go, go, go. And that's what honestly like fulfilled me and it made me happy. Um, And as soon as I got to my parents' house for, you know, quarantining, I kind of let all of that slip away. And I was kicking myself wondering, why can't I wake up in the morning and, you know, get on my grind and, you know, do homework or go to work or whatever it may be. And it's because I haven't really been that good about implementing routine in my life. And um, if you're if you're like me and you're struggling, like just know you're not alone. Obviously, I live for routine. Um, I could live the same day every day and I could yeah. be happy. I'm struggling with it too. Like did an episode, I think a couple weeks ago about my quarantine routine. And I basically told you that I have no routine like I try but I don't and that's just that's just how life is going right now but I think making a conscious effort to try routine and not make it so daunting especially at the beginning like make it a 10 minute routine not like an hour and a half routine um really just kind of makes it easier um for me like my morning routine legitimately consists of me getting out of bed 10 minutes before I need to log on to work (laughs) I go downstairs, I make a cup of coffee, I sit in this one chair, and I turn on my laptop, and that's my routine. So I I feel like at some point I probably need to, like, draw out my routine a little bit and, you know, focus on maybe I should do some skincare in the morning, or maybe I should, I don't know, do my hair, or um, make my bed, or whatever it might be, clean my room for 10 minutes. But yeah, I think starting small is important. Yeah. Absolutely. And making sure that you're not stressing yourself with those morning routines or any routine. Like you said, it can be so simple, like going downstairs, making a cup of coffee and starting your day. It doesn't have to be like, I do a 10 step skincare routine and then I do (laughs) yoga for 45 minutes. Oh my God. I hate those people. (laughs) If you want it to be that, then you can, but during this time we need to give ourselves a little bit of grace and understand that I mean, you just need to focus like one day at a time and not stress yourself about it. Yeah, I definitely think that's like one huge thing to just being more present is focusing on one day at a time because I, the fear of the future stems from not taking it one day at a time. Mm. You, you're so worried about the next day and the next day and the next month and the next year and the next 10 years that you you start stressing yourself out and you are legitimately wasting the time that you have right now in the present because you're worried about some some far off um, goal or some far off dream that you have that you can't really do anything about. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, you can't, it's not like you're going to achieve it in the next five minutes. So you got to figure out what you can do today to get you one step closer to that goal, what you can do to kind of steer clear of those thoughts. And a lot of times that's, you know, routine or just being grateful or whatever, whatever little small thing, journaling, any of that stuff. Um, And just kind of accept that one day is one day and the next day you can work to get to the next step. So I think that's, that's the biggest part of quarantine that has helped me or the biggest thing that's helped me during this time is just focusing on, Today is one day and tomorrow is another day. 
So I'm not going to worry about Mm -hmm. my calendar in two weeks. I'm going to worry about my calendar today. I'm not going to worry about where I'm going to be living. If I'm going to go back to my apartment, if I'm going to stay here with my parents, where like where I'm going to be living in two weeks, like I'm going to worry about today and that that could change tomorrow, Mm -hmm. but I'll worry about that tomorrow. So I think just worrying about what you can get done and what you can control in just 24 hours is like a huge thing. Yeah, I mean, so before quarantine, like literally, I think it was like a year and a half ago, I actually got a tattoo. Mm-hmm. It's a little 24. It's on my right hand. So it's the hand that I write with, the hand that I like use, like it's in front of me every day. And it's literally on my wrist. Um, it's just the number 24. And it reminds me that I need to stop freaking out about next week or the next month and start living in the moment because I used to have a big problem where I would be stressing out about a month out. (laughs) And I kind of realized after hearing so many people say to me, like, um, can you just be in the moment? Like, enjoy what's happening right now. And I'm like, but I have to get ahead on this, this, and this. But no, like, absolutely not. So I think when I finally realized that, I was like, this is a revelation. <laughs> I need to get this inked on my skin forever. <laughs> so I don't have any tattoos yet. I, I don't know what to do yet. I was like, this is, I mean, this is very simple. It's very small. It's probably like it's cute. a centimeter. It's very small. And it cover, it's covered by... um wristbands if like I need it to be but it's just there so like I can physically see it it's not for show it's for me to remind myself that you are handling 24 hours it's amazing that you're able to handle what's on your plate right now and you just need to focus on what's going on and be thankful for that yeah I definitely think for me especially if I get caught up in that snowball effect of like what am I going to do in a week what am I going to do in a month is legitimately writing a list of every step you need to take to get there and I feel like that's extremely therapeutic for me and I feel like for a lot of other people too because like I think I said this in last week's episode that um, I have a friend who literally wrote down every single assignment every single final every single everything she had to do before she graduates you know next week or the next week she graduates this semester and she just wrote a huge long list and just started crossing it off, you know, line by line as she got through, you know, her, Mm -hmm. her assignments and her tests. And I think that's something that's really helpful is if you're in some area of your life, you have a goal and you just want to get there now, want to get there now, think about all the steps that you have to take to get there and recognize that it's not going to happen immediately, but think about each step and then step by step, just kind of cross stuff off the list. See, you know, wake up every morning and think what what are one or two things I can cross off this list to get closer to that. Just know that like the goal or the achievement will will come in its own time because, you know, you're working on those steps to get there. That is the most therapeutic thing is crossing something (laughs) off your list. Yes. It's literally my favorite. I make, so for me, I like to make weekly to-do lists. So everything that I need to get done in that week. So I'm not stressing too much about what's going on like a month from now, especially during this time I've been trying to focus on that. And then I'll create daily to-do lists on sticky notes and then just cross it off uh, one by one. And that's really helpful. Like Kelsey said, just like putting everything in front of you of what you have to get done and seeing it firsthand. And I mean, going off of that, another thing that I really focus on is um, self-visualization. So it's kind of a form of manifestation, but not really. So I was always taught that if you kind of close your eyes and literally visualize yourself doing something or feeling some way, 
eventually you will feel it or do it. So for me, before bed at night, um, I take like five minutes just to close my eyes and kind of imagine how happy and excited I'm going to be like to get back to school in the fall and to actually be in person to go work again. Like how I like, I literally visualize how I'm going to feel. And if you think about how you're feeling and just like there's studies that have been done, if you smile for two minutes, you'll automatically feel happy. It's very weird, but it's the same thing with self-visualization. If you lay down and see yourself feeling a certain way, you will get those endorphins running through your body in that moment and it'll just pick you up and get you excited to keep moving forward. Yeah, I think this is something that I did a lot um, in sports growing up and I feel like Mm, this is a very common thing for coaches to say is to picture yourself you know, doing it right. You know, I was a gymnast. So picture yourself doing your routine exactly perfectly. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, for I was a swimmer as well. And picture yourself, you know, being the first one to, you know, hit the end, um, finish the race. Like picture yourself standing on the podium. Picture yourself, um, I don't know, beating that girl that you wanted to beat for two years. (laughs) Like picture yourself in the moment that you want to have. And I feel like this is can exactly be applied, like you said, to anything in your everyday life. So like for me, I would picture the moment that I get my first job is that's like a huge goal of mine that I'm I'm not like worried about getting a first job, but just like worried about getting a job and enjoying it and being happy there and, you know, just being, continue to being passionate about what I'm doing. So that's like something I could visualize or I have, you know, goals for the end of the year for like listens and reviews and all that stuff for this podcast. So got to visualize myself looking at my phone screen and seeing that I have a thousand followers on Instagram or something like that. Um, I think all of that is all the kind of the exact same thing and you can use it to your advantage in any situation. And like you said, it is a lot of manifestation and I really want to make an episode all about manifestation, but I kind of want like an expert or somebody that, that knows more than I do on the podcast. So if you, I've been talking about that for a while. And if you've been wondering where's manifestation episode, I'm working on it. (laughs) It's going to be great. I just want to make sure I have the right person who has the right information um, and just is like a manifestation like guru. So yeah, yeah, I think, I think all of that is like really, really valuable, especially if you're, you struggle to slow down and just think about what you can control. Um, I think self-visualization is a great way of feeling like you can control the future because you're you're essentially like seeing the future in your brain. Yeah. Yeah, it's something really to look forward to. And I got it from playing softball. I used to imagine myself hitting a home run at bat. And I remember this one time before I got up to the plate, I literally closed my eyes during the game and visualized myself hitting a home run, got to the plate, hit a wow. home run. It was like the craziest thing. And from that moment, I was sold on the whole thing. And I've been using it ever since. Like, I haven't been an athlete for five years, but I still use it in my day-to-day life with my career, school. It's really helpful when you're taking an exam. So if you're stressed about taking online exams, which I totally understand, before you take the exam, close your eyes and imagine the feeling that you're going to feel when you press submit on that exam and you're done. Yeah. Like imagine how good you're going to feel. And it's just figuring out how to like get yourself in that moment. Yeah, I definitely think like I was going to say this is great to use in like job interviews, for example, like Mm. especially in just in moments where your nerves kind of take over and that like emotional side of your brain, you know, just like 
goes into overdrive and you you don't feel like you can control yourself or control your emotions, this is a great way to like sit back and control your emotions. Because again, you can you have the power to visualize whatever you want to visualize. So mm-hmm. if you're really nervous for a job interview, like visualize what it's going to be like walking into the office and shaking their hand and saying nice to meet you and what you're going to say and how you're going to present yourself. And, you know, the moment that they say, we'll give you a call back and then they email you two weeks later and say, we, we'll, we'll give you the job, you know, all those things. I feel like playing out the situation in your head beforehand just I mean it's essentially like practicing that's kind of all it is yeah it really is so I think another thing that's like really valuable especially um, with self-visualization is just making the bigger picture less intimidating so understanding that you know you can set small goals to set yourself up for success and you can visualize those and that kind of will help you along the way for example like like I said about writing the list and you know crossing everything off that's kind of setting yourself up for small wins because every time you cross something off like that's a win you know just getting into the mindset of knowing what needs to be done and knowing what steps you have to take and understanding that each step that you take is just one step closer to where you want to go and Instead of just feeling like that goal that you're reaching for or, you know, whatever you want to happen in the future is just so far off and unachievable. Um, And that kind of goes back to just being positive about it, you know, just take it one day at a time or one step at a time. No, seriously. And I think that's something that we all have to remind ourselves is we see these people or these influencers, whoever, who have reached these huge goals. And we're asking ourselves, how did they even get there? But they had thousands of small goals that they reached in order to get to that big goal. So if you have this dream goal of yourself that you have, figure out what small things you can do to get Mm -hmm. yourself there each day. So setting yourself up little things um, and just making it not as stressful on yourself and trying to reach that big goal immediately, like we've said, um, just focusing on the small things. Yeah, there's an episode of Manifest with Tori D. Simone that is incredible. I'll see if I can find it and link it. I don't remember what it's called, but she basically talks about uh, manifesting your ideal life. And she says, like, think about where you want to go in 10 years or where you want to be in 10 years. Um, A lot of us probably have an idea of where we want to be in 10 years. Like, for example, in 10 years, I'll be 30. I probably want to be married. I probably want to be knee deep in my career. I might have a kid. Like, just get really clear on where you want to be in 10 years and start to cut that down. Where do you want to be in five years? Or what step do you need to take by five years to get to where you want to go in 10 years? And do that whole process over again. And then, cut it down again. Where do you want to be in two years? How? What What steps can you take to be on track for the five years and the 10 years at two years? And then cut it down to one year and then cut it down to one month. Um, I, I, whenever I feel so out of control and so like crippled with anxiety about getting to where I want to go, I just do this entire giant like manifestation exercise where I just write down where do I want to be in 10 years what steps do I need to take by five years by two years by one year by one month um, throughout this year and then like what can I do next by next week what can I do Mm -hmm. by today and that just makes achieving your goal not only a lot less intimidating but a lot more realistic Mm -hmm. it makes, makes us realize that okay, if I only need to do this one thing today and this one thing tomorrow and this one thing the next day, it only takes me 10 minutes a day and I will get to where I want to go in 10 years. Like that's so easy. And that makes it 
you feel like I got this in the bag. I just got to got to wait for the timing. Yeah. And that's the thing. A good metaphor for it is think about like college degrees or even like the education system in general. You start off in kindergarten. You have to know what you know in kindergarten or to go to first grade. You have to learn first grade, second grade, all the way up. Same thing with college. You have to take certain classes in their first year in order to take sophomore year classes, junior year classes, senior year classes. It's the same thing with your goals, like your personal goals, either if it's with your uh, fitness, with your career, anything. You have to have those tiny goals in order to get there. No one goes from zero to a hundred. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't happen in the blink of an eye. It takes months, years. Like it could take a while, but you have to be willing to just kind of slow down and take it day by day and not getting so stressed. And like Kelsey said, just focusing on one thing you can do every day will kind of alleviate that stress and that anxiety and all of it. Yeah. I definitely like your like education analogy because it, it's very true. If you think about it, like you go to class every day knowing that you're getting one step closer to taking the test, one step closer to taking the final, one step closer to finishing the class with the grade that you want, and then one step closer because you have the credit to finishing your degree. So mm-hmm. um, I think we get caught up in the, oh my gosh, this isn't going to work out for me. This isn't going to happen. And all this negative self-talk, like you said, whereas a lot of that can be remedied by understanding just you know, the pathway and the journey. And I think that's a lot about what this podcast is about is understanding my journey and other people's journeys and just how people got there because I want and I hope y'all see that you can get to where you want to be and it's not so intimidating and it's not so difficult Mm -hmm. and it's not unachievable because again like I said a lot of us get caught up in the fact that we think our goals are unachievable and that you know just creates an impending fear of the future yeah if it was easy everyone would be doing it so you need to take it slow take it day by day control what you can control don't try to control things that are out of your control and just try not to stress like it's just it's so important to kind of slow down and understand that you're you're not alone in all of it we're all going through it and we're all dealing with it and you're gonna get there like we're all gonna get there like you Kelsey, you're going to have your dream house <laughs> and your dream career and you're going to get there, girl. I know you oh are. It's just going to take time. Yeah. Like we're all going to get yeah. there. Yeah. And I think you do yourself a disservice by being anxious about it or being or just not being able to to mm-hmm. rationalize all of that because you end up wasting so much time being afraid. Whereas you could be doing using that time to take those steps. So I would encourage all of y'all to, you know, maybe go through that exercise of being like, what is my end goal that I'm, what am I afraid of? And what is that goal that I'm trying to reach? And when do I want to reach it by? I don't think most timelines are very unrealistic. I think Mm -hmm. if I wanted to, if I had a goal of having a dream job in five years, I would do everything in my power to have a dream job in five years. Like, I feel like no matter what you set your goal to and what the timeline is, I feel like you, it's achievable if you realize, you know, what steps you have to take. So if I wanted my dream job in five years, I would have to be working twice as hard than my dream job in 10 years. So just understanding what's realistic for you and what you're willing to put your effort towards and just kind of going through that exercise of figuring out what steps can I take by the end of this month and the next month and next month and next year and the next two years and next five years and 10 years and where do you want to be in 20 years, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. I think that that can be overwhelming for a lot of people, but the the therapeutic exercise of just writing it down and 
visualizing it on paper just kind of takes away that that fear and that you know uncertainty because you you literally just made your uncertainty certain because you wrote down what's going to happen Yeah, it's all in your hands. And one of my favorite quotes that I used to like live off of in high school going into college when I was so scared of playing college softball and just going to college in general was your desire to succeed needs to be greater than your fear of failure. And that like brings the episode to full because I mean, (laughs) yeah, if you really want to get there, you will. It may take time and stressing yourself out over the fact that you have to work harder or that you're afraid it's not going to happen is not going to help you. So kind of using everything from this episode to kind of do those exercises and take time to bring what you're afraid of to the front. And just like Kelsey and I did in the beginning of the episode, asking yourself, what are you afraid of? And saying it out loud, say it to yourself in the mirror. I'm afraid of this. And and not being afraid to admit it to other people as well. I think a lot of us get caught up in, you know, our fears being so internalized and being afraid to tell people we're afraid. Um, And I don't think it makes it, there's nothing wrong with being afraid of things. I think we, that's just our pride talking. So um, I would definitely, you know, recommend not only telling yourself and accepting your fears, but telling other people because, you know, there other people are there to support you as well. Yeah. Shout it from the rooftop. Like, <laughs> let, the, let the world know because the more that you put it out there and you make it a statement, the less scary it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Especially letting other people know or like having people have the accountable, like making sure they know so they keep you on the right track too is always nice. Um, I used to tell my mom all the time, like, I was afraid of this, afraid of that. And she was like, Em, you're fine. Like, you got this. Like, <laughs> having someone in your corner too that's not just you also helps. But don't make the fears seem bigger than they are. Yeah. Well, that's like a great way for us to kind of wrap up this episode. Is there anything else that you want to say or like any advice you have to give or just the main takeaway from this all? Yeah, I think that whoever's listening to this, if you are scared of the future or you're nervous or you're anxious about this time, I would say just sit back and kind of, like we've said, bring those fears to the front, face them and understand that you're not alone in all of this. All of us are going through similar, if not the same things. And there's always someone that's going to be there to reach out to, but don't make those fears seem bigger than they are because you're just stressing yourself out at the end of the day and don't give them power. Yeah. Do not give your fears power, take the power back. And from Kelsey and I, you got this. You're going to get there. And we believe in you. And our DMs are always open if anyone needs anything or needs any advice or any help. We're a resource for everyone. Um, but just keep at it. Yeah, I, I really love that. That's a great way for us to to end off. Well, thank you so much for being on this podcast. I'm so glad we finally got the opportunity to collab and be on each other's podcasts. Um why don't you go ahead and tell us where they can find you? Of course. So the Purpose Project, you can find us on all listening platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Anchor, Google Podcasts, all of it. My Instagram for the podcast is The Purpose Project Pod. I also have all the links to all the listening platforms on there. And then also, like Kelsey said in the beginning of the episode, at the end of this week on Friday is when I upload my episodes 
Kelsey and I are chatting on my podcast about kind of Kelsey's career thus far. And if you want to learn more about her, it's a great episode to dive into. And we talk a lot about internships Mm -hmm. and kind of focusing on getting yourself to where you want to be, which stems off well from this episode. So definitely check that out. And again, thank you so much for having me, Kelsey. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I'm so excited that this episode really came together nicely. I was a little bit nervous about like what was going to happen, but I think I think we we did something magical here. Honestly. I think so too. <laughs> well, yeah, be sure to go check out her episode on Friday. Um it's awesome, honestly, if you've enjoyed any of my content thus far about my career or just like how I've gotten to where I am, you will love that episode and I'm sure you'll fall in love with Emily and just all the things that she has to say and she has an awesome, you know, career path and a college journey as well that we talk about. So uh, be sure to tune into that. But that's all I have for y'all this week. Um, I hope y'all are staying safe, doing well. If your state is beginning to reopen, I hope you you know, take all the precautions and, you know, stay home as much as possible. Um, because again, we don't want, we don't want this to all come back. So just do your part (laughs) and, you know, focus on what you can control and just enjoy the moment and be present and stop being afraid of what's going to happen. Cause we don't know. No, we do not. All right. Well, thank you, Emily. I appreciate you being on the podcast. I appreciate you as a person and I can't wait to have you on another episode. We'll have to brainstorm kind of you know, what we could talk about, but there's so much that we, we have in common that honestly, you, you could be on any episode. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. The future is bright. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Well, I'll see y'all next week. Bye guys.